Hello everybody. I hope you're having a great day. Now before we get into today's episode, I have a little favor I need to ask of you. Now this favor is probably only going to take about a minute of your time, so I would appreciate it if you could do this for me. I put a lot of time into these podcasts and it's something I'm very passionate about, so I appreciate any bit of support that I can get. So, today's favor is, could you scroll down and under this podcast, go to ratings and reviews, and give me a five-star rating, and leave me a sweet little review, something I'm going to read, you know, that'll show your support to the podcast. If you're getting any value out of the podcast, or any value out of me, just let me know. You know, you can share the podcast with your friends, post it on your social media, whatever. Any bit of support helps me grow the podcast, and I will appreciate it so, so much. Anyways, guys, on to this week's episode. Welcome, welcome back to the Sky's the Limit podcast, a podcast based around showing you that anything you set your mind to is possible. I'm your host, Lucas Aylward. Today I'm chatting with Austin Pace, a 22-year-old entrepreneur. He owns an online fitness coaching business and he also does some in-person training. He's the owner of Amp Athletics. He's a certified in sports performance and he's a content creator. He makes some great content. He's done a lot of uh, funny viral uh, fitness videos as well as a lot of informative uh, content on Instagram. And another thing that he's done that I really want to chat with him about is he is blowing up his TikTok. And that's very interesting because TikTok's still so new and not a lot of people are really paying attention to it. And Austin's really pretty much gotten the value out of what TikTok has to offer. So we're going to get into that a little bit later. He blew up his account on TikTok to, I think, 60-something thousand followers. So I'm really excited to hear what Austin has to say. Anyways, guys, introducing Austin. Thank you so much, man, for coming on my podcast. How are you doing? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm really good. And you know what, man? I've been wanting to chat with you for a while, and I'm going to get into exactly why that is right now. So basically... You know, I've known you now for a couple of years. We've been buddies on Instagram back and forth. And I feel like we've had a lot of similarities. And we've had, you know, with the entrepreneurship mindset and, you know, the fitness and a lot of things like that. We're both trainers. And you're doing a lot that I have thought about doing, but I've never actually went ahead and, di- and did it. Because I went down a different ro- a route uh, other than fitness on Instagram. So I kind of want to get into... Um, a little bit of your background about why you're so passionate about fitness to start and then we'll go into like the content creation side of it yeah for sure man uh you know i guess this is very common with a lot of people but it's really sports that got me into fitness uh it was something that like although i i do i took my like sports i was playing in high school very seriously my love was actually the, the training and the off-season training that came along w- with it as far as the weight room on the field, off the field, all that stuff. So uh, I really developed a passion just for lifting weights. And uh, I, I knew that this passion was a little bit stronger than maybe my peers to the sense that I was actually going out of my way to learn more about training and uh, start following a lot of like fitness content creators. And I, I just really got obsessed with it. Not only so the training aspect, but just wanting to be someone who trains other people and creates content around that. Okay, so what kept you from just saying? Um, but but, and I will say this too, man. So I don't want to interrupt you, but I, I will say this too, man. Uh, 
it was one of those things too. I know you can kind of, I think a lot of entrepreneurship starts like this, but you kind of become that friend in your group that just knows that thing that other people don't. So they, mm-hmm. they, cart, they start coming to you for like pieces of that advice. And as far as like cultivating a brand and starting to like switch my mindset of, okay, I'm not just doing this as a hobby, even though I still love it, uh, I can turn this into a business. So that's kind of like how that cultivated, that definitely started uh, probably my senior year in high school, right before I graduated and went to college. Okay. Yeah. Cause like what I was just going to ask you is, um, a lot of people, they get really into the gym and they get really getting exercising, but they leave it at that. They just do it, I guess for like a hobby. So I was going to say what, what kind of pushed you to want to be like, you know what, I can actually make a business out of this. Was there somebody that inspired you or did you have kind of like an eye opening ex- experience that made you want to go uh, almost like an influencer route with fitness or a business route? How did that come to play? Well, let's see, really, back my senior year in high school, I was, that was in 2015, yep, 2015, and uh, at that time, there wasn't, like, much content out there, really, like, that was kind of the rise of the, the fitness YouTube scene, you know, that was the peak of that, but as far as, like, Instagram and stuff, there, there wasn't really, like, that much content creators, because that platform wasn't super influency back then, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur and start a business just because that was just my mindset. That was my personality. I was always involved in some type of endeavor that I was creating and just having fun with. Uh, and when I kind of got the fulfillment from helping a select few of like friends actually achieve fitness goals, that was kind of my first role as a coach. Um, and then like it just kind of snowballed after that. I went to the University of Central Missouri. I was a business major because at that time I wasn't really sure I wanted to go into like the fitness industry. I wanted to do something in business. Um, and then it, everything just started to become a, a little bit more realistic to me. Uh, I was posting and just kind of documenting on Instagram. I kind of saw a big shift in Instagram turn into this big like influencer content marketing platform. And I, I just kind of started to test around and get better at that. Uh, you know, eventually a couple years into college, at this time I was like charging people for my online training. Uh, I, I decided to brand myself and birth, you know, Amp, what I call Amp Athletics, which is my current brand still. And I was lucky enough to uh, kind of expand upon my education on training down at UCM just from being friends with many exercise science and kinesiology majors. And actually my freshman year, there's a professor at our school named Dr. Mike Isertel who is uh, the owner of Renaissance Periodization, which is one of the uh, highest respected like science-backed research company in the fitness industry. And I got mentored by uh, the head uh, coach for that company. His name is Jared Feather, because he went to UCM for three of the years, I, or four, all four years I was there. So just being in that environment and creating content, having fun with it, and loving the creative aspect, it kind of just happened on its own and kind of meant to be back then. That is awesome. I didn't know that about you. I didn't know you were mentored by him, and that's actually pretty cool to uh, to hear from you right now. Uh, so when you got on Instagram and you started creating content, did you have anybody that you kind of looked up to and idolized? Because I know uh, I spoke on my last episode of talking about one of the ways to reach your goals is to kind of um, not copy success, but kind of take the blueprint that someone else used and kind of apply it to your own journey. So uh, kind of to someone, for example, say like Christian Guzman, who's you know, gotten to where he is today to somebody who's at step one could almost study him and replicate what he did and kind of use his methods to get to where 
they want to be. So was there anybody that you kind of idolized or anyone that you looked up to that you said, man, I, I want to be at that level someday or I want to kind of do what they did? Yeah, so it's kind of weird because like when I was first on Instagram back then, nothing that I was like creating, like my content creation, I, ha I had no strategy. There was no like tactics I was doing really. I was just kind of documenting rather than creating. Um, I definitely like drew inspiration from people like Christian Guzman and Nick Wright uh, through YouTube, right? Like I, I love their YouTube channels and the YouTube content. But like I said, I feel like at that, the first two years of me on Instagram, like Christian Guzman and them, like, yeah, I followed them but they weren't really creating like content specific for Instagram. You know what I mean? Like they were just kind of posting and obviously they were getting, you know, lot, lots of engagement, had a big following just because of their YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. But like, honestly, I didn't really gain any of my inspiration from my Instagram content from them. I just kind of like wanted, I, I was more inspired to just at least be posting on social media and documenting my journey. It, it wasn't really to like, I remember the first person I saw on Instagram where I was like, man, this is just like good content. Fitness content on Instagram was, uh, I, it's, it's Jorge something, but he was the one that kind of like was known for starting those like infographics or like, you know, there's, there's two videos, one video is the correct form, one's oh, yeah. the correct form. Yeah. Like when I started following that type of stuff and I saw more people do it, I was like, okay, this is, this is good Instagram fitness content. And then I kind of started becoming more strategic and, and tactical on creating content that my audience is, is going to like and, and gain value from. Okay. Okay. So, and I know, uh, with my, with myself and my own experience with fitness content, I know that, uh, when I was posting a lot of fitness, um, content on Instagram, it was probably back in like 2017. I know the algorithm on Instagram and everything was a lot different than now. Uh, I could literally just post like shirtless photo and you'd blow up with like likes and comments and followers. But I know now Instagram, uh, the algorithm they're trying to make it so you actually need to provide some amount of value before they're actually going to make your photo uh, get known or go on explore page or go viral or whatever it is so a lot of people now are i guess you could say those instagram models only the people who are just on instagram they're not on youtube they're not on any other platform they're getting a little bit sour because you know the engagement is going to be low and stuff like that for their content and like I said, creativity always wins and you you need to be creative and you need to think outside the box and do something that's unique. So I kind of want to ask you about, you know, you produced a couple of pretty viral videos, I would say. Like they were pretty funny. I really enjoyed them. You know, the ones of uh, the different characters and stuff like that. Um, for anybody who's listening, he actually made a video. You can explain it yourself after. I'll give the little brief overview from what I saw. Uh, Super Smash Brothers reference, uh, he referenced different fi uh, fitness influencers and kind of replicated how they would do their lifts. So if you kind of want to go into a little explanation of how you came about creating that, I guess we'll say viral content, your kind of thought process, uh, just touch on that uh, for a second here now. And I just want to, I want to personally hear uh, how you came up yeah, with it. <laughs> for sure, dude. And before I like dive into that part, I kind of want to like piggyback off something you said, because it's really interesting. So like, about two years into creating Instagram content, I, I got, I started like understanding the algorithm and engagement. And like, I was like more so focusing on ways on how to grow my account, so to speak. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was, it was about that around that two year mark where I found out things like, uh, engagement groups and all that stuff. So I, I got pretty heavy into engagement groups for a while. And I, I will say this, the reason I'm not a fan of them and for a couple different reasons. Yes, the engagement and the numbers did grow pretty substantially from what I was used to.
But like, I, and this is how I knew that I was pretty aware of like, look, I, I'm doing this for my audience and I'm doing this for my business because although my following was growing, I was getting more comments, more likes. I realized that those metrics were not uh, increasing my business, increasing my revenue. So I'm thinking uh, like I, I spent like a year and a half with just the wrong focus and wrong mindset. And another thing I don't like about engagement groups or any type of like growth, growth hack type stuff is because it completely kills people creativity. Like I, I hated having to comment on people's pictures. Like if you're familiar with engagement groups, you pretty much are in this pod of people who they'll, they'll send their post in and you have to go engage with their content. And it just completely gives people an excuse to not be creative because they know they're going to get engagement regardless. And I caught myself just posting just like shitty content, uh, knowing I was going to get engagement. It, it kind of made it seem like, okay, well, all I got to do is just post shit out there. And I was like, okay, well, this is a problem because if I do in this engagement group, my content is not good enough to be shared by people who aren't forced to engage with me anyway. So when I got out in engagement groups, that was the biggest like step in my content creation like journey because I was like, okay, if engagement's not promised, I'm going to have to create content that is going to cultivate engagement. And, uh, and I'm still, I'm, I'm still juggling this idea of what, what that perfect piece of content is for me and my brand and my mission. But uh, just simply kind of thinking about two things, really. One, what is what is relatable? What is shareable? Like, am I going to make something that someone big is going to see and want to share it? And two, uh, and, and this is really regarding that Super Mario Smash Brothers is people love nostalgia. They fucking love nostalgia. So anytime you can make some, a piece of content that is within the realm of content they like, the industry, which in this case was fitness, and, you know, that post in particular was nostalgic for the Super Smash Bros. reference and it's nostalgic just for the OGs that I imitated. And, you know, a, a lot of people like I, I kind of uh, can, can roast and, and troll Brad Castleberry just because, you know, it's pretty easy to. But like it, a compliment is it, it's hard. Imitation is is a great form of a compliment because if you're imitating someone and it's accurate and I'm not coming off like an asshole or douchebag. Uh, those people are going to laugh at it and want to share it themselves. That's exactly what happened. Uh, Russ Swall threw it up on a story, and that's how that post took off. That's crazy, dude. That's actually that man. I, I can just think of it now. It's so funny. I'm, I was actually going to look at it the other day. <laughs> it's just funny. But dude, uh, speaking of Instagram content, though, uh, like we were just saying about the engagement being low, unless your content's really creative, I wanted to introduce the big topic here which would be tiktok now i know me and you are probably the only people that i know that use it <laughs> no that's a lot i know a lot of other people that use it a lot of big accounts yeah. are going over to tiktok now but i want to talk to you on more of your personal experience with it because i've been you know experimenting on tiktok and i enjoy it i'm actually obsessed with like the for you page and stuff like that it's just, i i could be on there for hours man but you know i know for you um the reason why it's I'm so interested is because I noticed that for anybody listening that your following went up to geez I know it it skipped like forty thousand you gained when I saw I don't know how many you're at now is like sixty thousand or something like I think uh, I have my phone on me right now it's let's see it's sixty sixty four point seven right now yeah like sixty four point seven and that just goes to show you how like how great the exposure is on that platform right now and like the engagement so 
I kind of want to just ask you what that experience, like how did that happen? Like you were just playing around with TikTok and you were just kind of posting photos or video, oh, no, no, vid, videos, TikTok is for videos. You're posting yeah. videos and uh, you just, boom, one day you just seen like, oh wow, like there's a lot of likes on this. Like what's going on? How was, well, what happened there? Dude, yeah. So uh, when, when I found out about TikTok, you know, it was actually through Gary V. I follow Gary V's content. If you're listening, you probably know of him or, or do too. And I, I'm just, I've seen him prove, be so historically correct. That I'm like, okay, I'm going to get on this platform and give it a chance. And it's weird. I think this is such an uh, experience type answer and, and experience I had because just through my experience on social media, creating all this content, I, I was like, okay, I know how like this game works now. Uh, as far as like the timing aspect of it, because obviously it's hard to grow on YouTube. The people right, use mine when they joined YouTube at that time, they were the only ones creating content and the demand was there. There's all these eyes searching all this fitness content and people that they would like to follow, but not enough people posting that type of content. So, um, you know, I, I completely 100% called it that I was going to grow this account this fast and have a couple viral posts. And, I called it to my, uh, and I was talking about this to a small group of people that I work with because it's not something I put out online because it's like, I feel like it's very valuable what I'm about to say, very strategic, but it's as simple as this. I know how this game works. The demand's there. Obviously, everyone's on TikTok. I, I looked up fitness hashtags. I'm looking at all the top posts, just like you would on Instagram, and I'm seeing all these posts with hella engagement, hella views, and then I look at the profile. Uh, and a couple different things. One, I'm like, man, I can make way better content than this. And then two, I go to their Instagram profiles and these people, these fitness uh, people on TikTok who are killing it right now, they barely have any Instagram followers. So that just goes to show you that they kind of uh, are the dudes posting fitness content on there right now that uh, the supply is not being, being met. So they're being easily, uh, more easily found. And I just kind of like capitalize on all that opportunity I saw. Okay, so when you say on TikTok, you know, the fitness industry and there's no the fitness content, do you mean informative content or can you just make silly viral videos of maybe just doing like a workout split or, you know, things like that? Because I know a lot of viral videos on TikTok are just the most random things ever, but do you actually have a plan going into TikTok? Oh, yeah, dude. My, my viral, my, all my viral videos have been super, super niche, like niche topics and niche tips. I mean, uh, my most viral video is literally about a bicep curl, and I don't even think it's that great of a video, but when I look up bicep curls and those really specific hashtags, there's fuck, there's no content on it. There's not any content on it. And uh, once that post took off, that post right now, I was like 3.9 million views. Um, it was like the green light for me. I'm like, holy shit, people want to consume this, and they're just not being given this content. Yeah, I'm surprised too, because like, I know the stereotype for TikTok right now, but from what I know, there is a lot of teenagers on TikTok. So that's why I was a little bit curious as to, uh, you know, how fitness content would do on TikTok because, you know, a lot of, <laughs> I posted a couple of things that was a more mature humor and they didn't really do too well, but I blame that on the audience, but I guess it's just an excuse. But uh, do you believe that TikTok is a great place right now to, to be niched down? Like, uh, for business wise, oh, I should say, one hundred percent. And and this is something I forgot to mention too. Like, you know how like you can go on see like trending topics on on TikTok, like the the ones that are really popping off and probably showing up on your for you page. How you can see those hashtags and see the description of 
like that kind of content, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I first got on TikTok, that's all, that, that's the only way I would brainstorm content. I would be like, okay, well, these are the things that are training right now. I need to make funny videos that like all these other people are making. And then same thing happened to me. Like none of them really took off and I'm like, shit. So how are people getting famous so easily? And I was like, fuck this. I'm going to, I'm going to do my own thing. Like why, why it all, it all comes back to like, what is the reason I'm doing this? And the ultimate reason I'm doing this is to build my online business, be an online fitness coach and get more clients. So, you know, as much as I love posting funny videos and training videos, which I, which I will here and there, cause you know, it's fun. It shows my personality. Uh, I need to stick to my roots and be the best trainer I can be. And to do that, I'm going to have to create niche content that necessarily isn't on the training page. And like I said, I, I think the demand was there and the supply wasn't, and that's why it worked so well. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, because like I know, I know even myself just from looking at the the viral pages, all the videos are the same. It's like the same like select five or six songs or five or six uh, audio clips being recycled between a bunch of people and they're just all going viral. Like the yeah, my parent. Um, Hi, my name's Ryan, and my life's kind of crazy. Like I don't know you've seen that one. About the, yeah. my mom and my dad, yeah, like that's been used so many times, and I just don't understand how it's how it's being like how everyone's just going viral from it. I guess it's just like you said, the trending, yeah. the trending things. But yeah, there's something too. Um, my most <laughs> my most played vi- video is uh, a little silly clip I made in the airport when I was going on a vacation, and it was like the most pathetic video, and it was like my first video. I have not yet created anything that would. Uh, that would that would uh, go viral. But a question I have for you is, do you think that you should specifically make content for TikTok, or do you think like you can make one piece of content and just spam it on all social media platforms? Um. So I, I mean, like I repurpose some content on TikTok. If I had a an Instagram uh, video, you know, that uh, or, or at least clips of from old Instagram post, I've taken it and. I've cropped it into like, I don't just take that and post on TikTok. I'll, I'll re put it in a video shop, which is what I use to edit and I'll put it in an Instagram format and I'll kind of chop it up to make it more of that faster pace straight to the point type style and flow of content. Mm-hmm. But sure. I mean, like I, I have clips on my TikTok, that's on my YouTube, that's on my Instagram, that's on my Facebook, you know, so, uh, 100%, 100% I repurpose it, but I, I don't, I don't get super lazy with the repurposing. I, I still, We'll reformat it and kind of change the flow by it to fit that platform. Okay. And you also, I actually uh, saw on one of your stories the other day, I, I believe you mentioned something about how you're going to probably go more, go, go more into just TikTok and you're going to kind of keep Instagram for just, uh, you're just going to post on Instagram and not really care too much. And you're going to make TikTok like your number one priority, I believe. Is this something like you said like that? You said, um, you're not getting much now with the algorithm and stuff like that. In, Instagram, it doesn't get much of a bang for your buck, I guess, compared to TikTok. Um, you may have, I believe something like that. Could you? Do you remember what I'm oh, talking yeah. about? Yeah. So no, 100. percent And okay, you hit so, that spot on, like. Yeah. So just well, it's like keep, this. So like, mm-hmm. I spent all my time. I've spent like so much time and effort into creating Instagram content, and then like you know, as an entrepreneur and being having a very reg- random schedule with this in-person training. I have to break up every single hour of my day and to know exactly what I'm going to be doing. So, you know, spending that hour, hour and a half per day creating Instagram content, it's just like the ROI on that time and that investment just kept decreasing and decreasing. And, um, you know, at first when I got made all these videos go viral on TikTok, I was like, yeah, this 
this is cool, all these new eyes, but like, what does that really mean? What can I do with it? Um, and then I started going live on TikTok and really talking to these people like more at a personal level. And I've actually gotten like one online training client from TikTok and uh, at least four, four or five new members into my membership program. So seeing that happen was an even more green light for me to go all in on it. Um, as far as Instagram, my plan with that, yeah, like the feed content, you know, spending the time to make a perfect content for my feed and creating that caption, that's what was taking the majority of the time. I'm not gonna do that as frequent, um, but what I will be active on Instagram uh, every single day is stories. I love Instagram stories. I think that's actually the most powerful form of content mm -hmm. because you know they're they're not commenting in like a community pool. If they want to reply to you and connect with you from one of the stories you put up, they have to directly message you, and it's a lot more personable. Uh, and then I'm going to go all in with IGTV. Uh, IGTV again. Uh, I keep coming back to IGTV, and uh, you know the, the strategy behind that is a couple different reasons. One, I think that. I, I have no proof of this, but I think with how much new features that Instagram is pumping into IGTV that they might just reward you if you use it. And two, uh, I love watching vlogs. I love creating vlogs, but I hate posting them on YouTube because it's such a waste of a YouTube video. It's so hard to grow a vlog page now unless you're already famous. So I think that that vertical content video and creating, I, I just have a really good idea to create a unique vlog series that I'm going to be just, uh, that's going to be the, the the pillar and pinnacle of my Instagram content, specifically IGTV. Now, now it's funny you just mentioned YouTube and the vlogging, because I'm not trying to be the guy who says it, boss. From my perspective right now, I feel like the boat has shipped on YouTube for a lot of people. I feel like nowadays, unless you're already on YouTube right now and you're, you have something built up and you, you kind of have an understanding for content create, creation, then I would say it's probably best to invest your time elsewhere. So, for example, say there's someone who's in the fitness industry right now, day one, wants to start a YouTube channel. The time that they'll have to invest in creating the videos and coming up with the content and stuff like that, I don't know if right now it would, it would be worth the time to invest. So what's your opinion on that? Do you think it's a great place to start if you're new on YouTube, or do you think you'd be better putting the time into other platforms? You know, I, I think that uh, YouTube is a different animal. It really is. It's it. You can't compare it to these other platforms because it is 100% a search engine more than it is a social media site. So my videos that have gone like quote unquote viral on YouTube are ones that just ranked with the uh, with the like search engine optimization and the keywords. So it, it's hard for me to say don't be on YouTube because I have videos from like six months ago getting views every day. And uh, I'm getting DMs from people watching those videos and new audiences and new eyeballs from videos. So, like, the thing is, yes, it's a lot of time. I think that if you can at least be consistent, even if it's just posting one video every other week, I think that you have to be on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, another, and to make it, like, less pesky, I guess you could say, better time management, uh, I create my YouTube content uh, usually – like revolving around some other pieces of content I'm already creating that week for other platforms. So it just kind of comes into that uh, repurposing and uh, and just uh, um, cult or, or what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, oh, I can't think of it, but you know, just creating a, a certain topic or a piece of content revolved around one topic. And because I'm already using that idea for other platforms, 
it's not like I have to brainstorm and come up with something completely new. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'll be able to create 12 different pieces of content from this one YouTube video mm-hmm. on different platforms. Yeah, that works too. Cause I know a lot of, for the most part, YouTube is more of a lengthier uh, platform too, right? You don't have, you don't see many 30 second videos on YouTube as you would like Instagram or like Instagram stories. I know no. that, uh, YouTube actually, you need to invest like more of a, more of like a lengthy video type thing. But, um, but as yeah, soon man. as I can afford it though, I'm going to, uh, hire someone to like film and edit for me because like, there's a point, yes, YouTube takes longer than any other platform, but I think just having a presence on YouTube is the most powerful thing out of any other social media platform. I would agree there too. I, I really, I did post on YouTube once upon a time, but I kind of, I didn't really know my purpose on YouTube. So I stopped, um, yeah, I was, that's, that's very hard to, mm-hmm. to uh, figure out too. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, because I I was in the, I was a, the I was the dude with like 40 subscribers doing like eating vlogs, and I know based on what I my experience with that is I didn't have an audience on YouTube to be I couldn't afford to do a vlog at that point. I I I feel like what I was doing I needed to be providing more actual content to build an audience before I offered a vlog. Um, I enjoy vlogs yeah. myself. Like I'll watch Christian Guzman's vlog because it's Christian and you want to know what he's up to and like what he does day to day. But exactly. for like that new brand new YouTuber, it's almost like you're taking, you're, you're going to, you're, you're cutting steps by doing a vlog right away off the hop as your first video. Um, you that, are, yep. that's my opinion on that part. Um, I'm going to check out your YouTube. I didn't even know you had a YouTube channel. I'm going to go look at that now after actually, but, um, yeah, dude. I uh, do you have anything else you want to say uh, before I kind of we kind of clue up our final thoughts type things? We've been running here for about half an hour, and uh, I just want to see if you have any more points that you can think of that you want to kind of mention and things that I haven't really brought up, and uh, we'll go yeah, from there. Um, you know, it's creating content for those who are like trying to create a brand, create content. It, uh, there's a fine line of like overanalyzing and never taking action. Like a lot of people call that analysis paralysis. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think you have to have strategy. You have to have reasoning and have to have a plan. But if you're so over analytical and you're not being consistent, um, then it's, you know, it's not binary. You kind of have to find a a fine balance of both. I've done, I've done, I've been very like one-sided with both. Like there's times that, for years, I didn't really put any thought into my content, no strategy, just kind of posted. Uh, yeah, I was consistent, but like it was hard to measure if the things I was doing was working or if it was giving me an ROI on my investment or my business. Um, so I think just doing this for four years has given me experience, given me some answers, and I've, get, uh, I've gotten a lot more like strategic and efficient with my content posting. So, you know, I, I think that you should choose two to three platforms, get better at them try to be different and, uh, you know, just figure out what your message is, even if it's the same as other people in your industry and how can you put your two cents and your, and your vibe in it to make it stand out. Awesome, dude. That was a great final point. And uh, I, I definitely agree with you 100% there. So now after you said that, uh, where, where can we find you? Where can the people find you listening? If they want to know more about you, obviously, you know, we've dropped TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. So what are your, uh, what are your ads for those? Yep. So, uh, my YouTube is just Austin pace and it'll come up if, if you just search that, uh, TikTok and Instagram is the same. It's Austin pace amp, uh, amps at the end of Austin pace. It's just AMP. 
And then I also have a podcast called uh, Amplified Podcast by Austin Pace, which you can find on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, all those major uh, platforms. And you just cover fitness content on your podcast mostly, or how, how do you go with the, your style of that? I cover fitness content, lifestyle kind of content. Um, and and I, I am actually launching a new business in January that is uh, I'm really going to go heavy deep with my podcast, kind of switch directions with that or maybe start a new one. But uh, as of right now, it's just general fitness content um, and lifestyle advice. Awesome, dude. I'm going to plug your uh, everything you just told me anyways into the description just so then I'll just – because some people don't know how to spell, I guess. But anyways, cool. <laughs> perfect, dude. Anyways, thank you. thanks again so much. And guys, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you leave a five-star rating and write me a little review. I love reading the reviews. I'm sure Austin would like to see some feedback as well. Uh, make sure you, oh, yeah. you know, shoot us a DM if you enjoyed the episode. And uh, until next time, peace. Yep, appreciate it, bro. Thanks for having me on. I got this, I will not quit. And I'm on it, on it. I'm gonna launch quick, and I'm gone. It's just a matter of time before I'm over the prime and moving on to my prime. Just quit.